Hello, and welcome to this Between the Episodes version of The Author Biz. I'm going to call this episode 53.5. Episode 54 was scheduled to go live on Monday. It did not happen because my guest had a scheduling conflict, and I didn't have anyone else uh, lined up to take his place. So there was no episode this week, but I've been curious about this Periscope thing and the different ways that it might be used by authors. And then I saw that a former guest of the author biz, Monica Lionel, who was the guest on episode 35, was doing a nightly Periscope uh, in support of her nonfiction work. So I contacted her via Skype this morning. Uh, this afternoon we got together and basically just riffed on Periscope and how it might be useful for authors as a way of expanding their reach. There, there are obviously going to be people for whom this is not something they'd be interested in at all, but it's interesting. If you remember the really, really, really early days of Twitter, there were a lot of people that said, this is crazy. What a stupid idea. No one is ever going to use this. And I sense there are a lot of people that feel the same way about Periscope, but I have to tell you, having used it for about a week only as a viewer, I've, I've not broadcast anything on Periscope yet, but having used it as a week, or used it for about a week, it is strangely addictive and fun. So I thought this would be interesting as sort of a between-the-episodes thing. It's, it's not very long. We go about 25 minutes on this chat. So I hope you enjoy it. Uh, please leave comments in the show notes if this is something that you enjoy, this kind of between-the-episodes thing. Or tweet me at Steve, at Steve Campbell FL on Twitter. Uh, I'd, I'd love to hear what you think about this concept of the Between the Episode show that requires a lot less prep time from, from me and for my guests, and they're kind of fun. So I hope you enjoyed this one. Uh, Monica Lionel, I'll have contact information for her, uh, links to everything in the very brief show notes for this episode because I'm we're recording and putting this out tomorrow morning. This is Tuesday afternoon. We're putting it out uh, Wednesday morning. So this is a low effort podcast, but I think it's going to be fun and entertaining and I hope you enjoy it. Thanks for being here. Monica Leonel, welcome to this sort of between the episode episode of the author biz. Thanks for being here. Yay, thank you so much for having me. For people who may not have heard you the first time you were on, it was one of our most popular episodes, and it's it's a theme that uh, people love, this whole idea of writing faster and sort of hacking your way to writing success. You are a person who is completely willing to experiment and try new things, and that's sort of the focus of our conversation today. But before we get into that, give listeners a little sense of what you do as an author. Sure. I'm, a, I'm primarily a fiction author, though I have a nonfiction website that is aimed at helping other authors called Prose on Fire. And you can, you can get to it at proseonfire.com. There are a lot of cool freebies and that sort of thing. Lots of blog posts over there as well. And then the other thing I do is I have some nonfiction books like Write Better Faster, which was the topic of the last uh, the last episode that I was on mm -hmm. with the author biz. And I also have some more books coming up throughout the rest of the year. Some of them are about writing productivity, 
Some of them are about, are about fiction craft, and then there are a couple of marketing ones as well. A few weeks ago, well, I, I don't know, probably six weeks ago or so, I started hearing about this thing called Periscope. And I'm like, oh, my God, you know, there, please tell me there's not something new that we all have to learn. And <laughs> yeah. I just pushed it out of my mind and that I'm not, I'm not even going to look at this. And I kept getting my, having my mind tickled by people saying things about it. And I finally saw, I think it was last week, Michael Hyatt said, yeah, this is pretty cool. I'm going to do it. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I guess I need to do this and see what it is. So I downloaded Periscope. Found it to be strangely addictive. Uh, the first person that I knew that I was like Twitter buddies with who who did a live show was Pat Flynn, and it was really cool. And then there was Michael Hyatt, and then there was Monica. <laughs> 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 and that was literally just a few days ago. And I'm like, yeah. oh, well, we need to talk about this on The Author Biz. So that's what we're talking about here today. We're talking about Periscope. Uh, you've heard my story about you know, my initial resistance to this idea. Well, first, why don't you explain to me and to listeners what Periscope is? Well, so Periscope is a live streaming service. It is owned by Twitter and it's, I mean, you can kind of tell it's very hooked into the current Twitter functionality. So what it is, is you broadcast your, you, you really broadcast from your phone. And I don't think there is another option and there's not even it's interesting their uh their web interface is it has some some ways to go but the mobile <laughs> app it's available on iPhone or Android so you broadcast from your phone and it it just appears live and it gets tweeted out uh to your Twitter account automatically Oh that happens and, automatically I didn't know yeah, that Yeah okay. well I I think I mean you have to select a button but so, but that's, that's really how people find out about it other than being in the Periscope app. Um, and they can, I think you can get notifications in the Periscope app as people are going live that you follow. Yes. I get this, this strange yeah. sound. Um, yeah. and I, when it first happened, I'm like, what is that? And then I go and look and now it, it's, as I mentioned, it's strangely addictive. So whenever anybody that I'm Twitter friends with goes live, I get this sound and I quickly check to see who it is. And if it's you, for example, like last night, I popped on and, and watched a little bit and I, I just, you know, this is this is fun. It's it's really strangely it fun. But there have to be some practical applications to it as well. And as an author, I, I see you kind of taking hold of this in the way that you do with everything. It's new. It's it's interesting. You're going to see what you can do with it. Yeah. I mean, for me, I, uh, you know, similar to you, I find it incredibly engaging. And I love I love the idea of doing video because I do feel that video and certainly audio as well, uh, with podcasting exploding, you know, especially in 2015, but, mm -hmm. you know, gaining steam the years before that, I definitely feel that, uh, video and audio are just, they're so much more engaging than co like blog posts. Um, so blogging used to be, it used to be this huge thing. You would write great blog posts and, you know, you get hundreds of tweets on them. But now I really think that a lot of stuff is moving to video and to audio. And personally, I find that that to be a great thing because it can take me eight hours to write a great blog post, but mm -hmm. it only takes me like an hour to do a video, you know, or I mean, really less in many cases. 
or an hour to do a podcast. So it's definitely less of a burden on the creator, in my opinion. It's more of a burden on the consumer, which I find interesting um, because, you know, before you could just scan a blog post and, you know, you, you get the you get the gist of it or you get the idea behind it within 10 minutes, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but with a podcast, you've got to listen to the entire thing to get the whole idea and to get, you know, the step by steps or whatever is whatever the information is that's being transferred. So I find that just a really interesting shift in the way we consume media and Periscope specifically. I think what's great about it is it's so off the cuff. It's live. So you're interacting with people. It's just an incredible way to get engagement. Um, And it's through social, you know, it's not whereas I think of YouTube and I think of blogging. I think of those things as very static. You know, you create something and then you put it out there. And even podcasting is really similar. You create the podcast, you put it out there, and then people get the chance to react to it. But it's all happening later. Whereas with Periscope, and it, you know, it's really it's a social tool still, and it still fits in the social media bucket for me, because people have to show up, they have to comment live, you respond to them live. Um, there's other ways to interact with the video and it's, it's just, it's an interesting way to do social. You mentioned, you know, the eight hours to 10 hours to write a blog post. And of course, because you're a writer, it's got to be perfect. You can't have typos and things like that. So there's all this pressure. If you're doing a podcast and you're doing your podcast, for example, or when I do a podcast, there's, there's planning, there's execution, there's editing, you know, post-production, it takes a lot of time to do it all. Uh, right. With Periscope, it's, you know, there's, I, I don't know how much time you take preparing for these uh, these little events that you do, but it's just, you do it and it's, it's done. There's no editing, there's no fixing anything. It's just live, real-time stuff. Yep, exactly. Yeah, I don't spend very much time preparing. So let me tell you a little bit about what my strategy is with Periscope. So like you, I found it, Um, I heard about it maybe a couple months ago, but it's really only recently that big, big name bloggers, I would say, are those are the people who turned me onto it. Like, you know, like Pat Flynn, um, Mm -hmm. Denise Stuffield, Thomas, Michael Hyatt, like you mentioned, uh, Derek Halpern, a bunch of life coaches that I follow. Um, they're the ones who are using it and they're the ones who are like, wow, this is amazing. And they're getting tons of engagement. So that's when I really started to take notice, uh, probably similar to you. So what I'm using it for right now, I'm only using it for Pros on Fire, which is a is my nonfiction brand. I haven't started using it for fiction yet, though I do hope to do that. But there's got to be a different strategy there, in my opinion. Um, but right now, what I'm using it for is I'm really using it to test topics for my books. Um, and so for me, the preparation is very small because... There, it's like stuff that I've I've already written about in a book, and I'm hoping to launch that book two months two months from now. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like it's a very small topic. I'm keeping them very small, like three bullet points max. So it's even if I were to outline one, it's a very short outline. Like there's nothing. You know, you just need to know what your three points are. Um, I'm I'm also using it to just re reignite my current fan base. So I think rather than emailing them every day, just just being able to 
um, to engage with them on really hopefully a daily basis or like a consistent basis, that's that's going to be the other piece to it. It's interesting, this idea of testing things. And I see the people who are doing it or who seem to be doing it well, like you, there is a, it's not, hey, I'm going to the beach or something like that. It's three things I'm thinking about this. It, it's There's almost like a headline, like you were writing a blog post, and that's sort of the episode to draw people in or the episode title to draw people in. You can go in and listen live because you get that odd noise right when you go on. And so you can go in and listen live or they they make it available to viewers. Is it 24 hours? Yeah, it's um, it's available on Periscope for replay for 24 hours. What I've seen a lot of the people, especially the bloggers that I'm Mm -hmm. following doing is they are saving that video to their phone and then moving that video and uploading it to YouTube so that it has, you know, so that there's an archive of it. So that's another interesting thing, which makes sense if you're creating, you know, if you're talking about an evergreen topic, you want that to be available, you know, because that can help you continue to build your audience. It's not going to be a huge, you know, list builder or anything for you, but it's another way to get your message out. And for nonfiction, for the work you're doing for Pros on Fire, this makes perfect sense. But it seems like there would be applications for people who write fiction as well. Um, Things, for example, um, you know, this is the research I did today. Um, Yes. You know, my book's coming out in a week. There there are any number of things that you might just, as an author, want to share with your readers over the course of 10 or 15 minutes, just a little FaceTime it's easy to do. Uh, it, it's it's so early on in the game right now that it's wide open. And anybody who embraces this, I think, can develop a following on Periscope relatively quickly. Yeah, absolutely. I've definitely seen. So, so one thing I would say is if you have a great following on Twitter, you will probably get a great following on Periscope as well. Um, so that's that's kind of the first point. Um, the other thing is that, you know, you can publicize it to your email list. You can publicize it to your Facebook page, whatever you want to do and bring those people over. And then, yeah, like you said, I think for fiction authors, I think the best things and the things that I'm going to test, which, again, I haven't gotten, you know, I haven't been doing it long enough to test this. But the things that I want to test are mostly behind the scenes and kind of like day in the life type of things. Mm -hmm. So one thing that at least for me, I know when I post video or pictures of my dog, like anywhere on (laughs) and and through any medium, I mean, people just love dogs, you Mm -hmm. know? So she's kind of my mascot. And I know if I post things about her um, or, you know, I take, I take people on a walk with my dog and then talk over it. Of course, like you want to, you want to be adding value on top of that. But I know those things will be, you know, they're going to be novel and people are going to be interested in them. And that's a, yeah, that's the type of thing you should do for a fiction. And as, as a viewer of this, and, and that's all I am right now is a viewer. Um, I, I see things and, and Pat Flynn is a great example. We keep bringing him up, but the other day he did a thing where, he was doing a live recording of an Ask Pat session. And despite the fact that I've done 200 podcasts, I thought, oh, that would be really cool to see how Pat does his. So, of course, I'm there, and I'm watching it with however many other people, hundreds of people. 
Yeah. And it was fascinating to, to see how he did it and, and just to see him trying to organize everything. Like you've got this phone camera and he's got it pointing at him and people want to see what's on the screen. And it's just real time kind of fun stuff. It's It's very engaging. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I think that's a great way. I mean, definitely any behind the scenes stuff I think is going to do very well on Periscope. Um, yeah, I, I mean, you know, I think I heard of Ellen DeGeneres. She was using Periscope on her show. So that's a really interesting way to do it. And I think it was like a backstage thing. And it did really well because, I mean, it's it's like this secretive thing almost. Mm-hmm. It's it's a way to take people just behind the scenes of what you're doing. Yeah, and and specific to your point there, I was watching the other day, and this is how addictive it is. You just kind of get sucked in. There was a local newscast somewhere. I don't know where it is, somewhere in the United States, and they were periscoping it. But during the commercial breaks, then they would start chatting with the Periscope audience. So they'd, they'd go from, you know, here's the weather to now we're at commercial break. What do you guys think of this? And it was really cool, just the behind-the-scenes aspect of it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, so go ahead. Uh, have you seen any other authors using this yet? You're the only one I've seen. I, Michael Hyatt obviously is an author. Right. Uh, and and he, if, for people who don't know, is, is the guy that wrote a book on platform, a New York Times bestselling book on platform, and he's sort of a platform guru. Uh, Pat Flynn is an author. Um, you're an author. But I haven't seen I haven't seen a lot of authors using this other than, as, as you mentioned, big time bloggers who have published books as well. Right. Yeah. So I, I have not seen any authors, anyone who would call themselves primarily an author. I have not seen anybody doing it so far, but I think, you know, I think you've got to be comfortable on camera. That's a big one. Um, I know for me, um, I mean, part of it is that I did YouTube a couple, like it was maybe like last year I was doing YouTube. So Mm -hmm. that, that small, um, burst of YouTube videos that helped me get very comfortable on it. I also, you know, I've been doing some interviews and that type of thing. Um, so I've been on several podcasts, but I think, you know, for authors, a big barrier, especially for fiction authors, a big barrier is going to be just feeling comfortable on camera and feeling like, you know, feeling like you can do this. So, um, that, that would be one thing I would say though. That being said, I think Periscope is actually a great way to practice because the video only lasts for 24 hours. Right. So you could just start one and, you know, see how it is, see how it goes, see if you feel comfortable talking and then you get better because a lot of being comfortable is really just the practice. I saw another nonfiction author the other day that was on. And so many of these videos start with, oh, hey, this is my first Periscope. And <laughs> then they start talking. And this was a woman. She was in her car with her husband. And she just started riffing sort of on her topic, which is productivity and minimalism. And I'm, I'm drawing a blank on her name right now, or I'd, I'd, I would use it. But it was fun. It was totally off the cuff, uh, no makeup, no nothing, just doing it. Her husband's driving. And uh, the next day she did another one and full makeup. <laughs> Right. And she was she was prepared for this one, but she obviously enjoyed doing the first one and got a good response. Now, the response part of Periscope, I find interesting, the whole hearts thing. Can you explain that to us? 
So what the hearts thing is, is that people who are watching live, they can, anytime you say something that they like, I guess, or any, if they agree with you, they can just press this little hearts button. And then these little hearts float up onto the screen. <laughs> it's really cute when you see it. Um, and you, they can do that as many times as they want throughout the broadcast. And, uh, what happens is you start to collect those hearts and next to your name, there's like a little number of like how many hearts you've gotten. So it's just kind of this cutesy thing. Um, it's, it's an easy way for people to provide feedback besides the comments. And it's also for someone like you, who's using this as a way of testing ideas. If you've got three bullet points and the first one and the third one generate two hearts and the second one generates 700 hearts you've learned something <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah you you definitely can refine your presentation very quickly and on the spot based on the hearts but if you're so, testing ideas even for a nonfiction book or something you you, you yeah. learn something like well people really aren't that interested in this but they're really interested in this topic right. that i may not have understood um for people who watch off not offline but non-live uh, your your podcasts are at or no, podcast. Your periscopes. You're trying to do it every night at nine o'clock Chicago time, right? Right. And which is ten o'clock for me, which is pretty late yep. most nights. So <laughs> yep. oftentimes I will see it in the morning, and so I'll tap some hearts, but I don't know whether those show up or do they only count when it's live or do they count when it's um, non-live. You know, I don't even know the answer to that question. <laughs> That's um, what's so much fun about this. Neither one of yeah. us know, but we know more than most people do already because this is so new. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure about that. But, um, I mean, I would say definitely keep tapping because maybe they add up. <laughs> you know, I'd love to get some more hearts, right? Um, but, yeah, I mean, maybe they end up in your t total. Though, I don't know. I would assume during the video itself. Like probably the hearts that like I wouldn't be able to see your hearts afterwards is my assumption. OK, but now I, I have no idea. <laughs> now, uh, <laughs> one thing you would have an idea about is when you're viewing, um, I see you typically or sometimes you'll do like a screen. You're pointing it at your screen or, or something like with your bullet points. Right. And as people comment, they start stair stepping their way up the screen. And if there are a lot of comments, it gets to the point where it's actually kind of hard to see the screen. How how difficult is it for you as the content creator to, A, read those and, B, respond to them because people expect to be responded to while you're trying to give a presentation? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a really interesting thing. Um, I would say for me right now, I don't have enough comments where it's just like filling my screen. Uh -huh. But I know I know Michael Hyatt does, and you can see them. Like when you watch his, it's like the hearts are just like bursting out <laughs> yes. um, from their little spot, and then the comments are just I mean, they're flooding the screen because um, he's just he has a he has a lot of people watching him live. Um, no, I would say that it's something you're going to have to practice. And I, I say that because it's something I have to practice. Um, I, I was watching one of my I was watching my Periscope back from last night and I realized like I, I wasn't like even reading the comment in full. Um, so the, that's something that I need to get better at. I need to say, oh, yes, you know, yes, says um, blah, 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 blah. 
And I need to be better about just reading it in full, answer the question, then go back. Um, but what I do, I have I have like my bullet points just written on a little like written in my notebook right in front of me so mm-hmm. that I can go back to it. But yeah, I mean, I mean, I think it's I think it's going to be challenging. I think it's certainly something that if you're going to do Periscope, you'll have to practice it and get better at it. How do you actually do it? Are you holding the phone? Do you have it leaning up against something? Yeah, so far I've been holding the phone, but I I think that that's probably not the best way to do it. I I do think it would be easier to get it onto a tripod or something similar. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, you can get the ones that sit on your desk or uh you can also just get the standing one. So, I might try to rig that up in the next couple days for the ones that I'm doing this week. Um, but yeah, I mean, right now I've just been holding it and uh you know, my one last night, it went um, 36 minutes, which was to me, it was kind of ridiculously long, probably because I just three talked too much. Points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just talked too much. So that's definitely, I, I would either want to cut that down to like 10 to 15 minutes or get a tripod for sure in the future. Okay. How can people watch this? What, what do we need to do? I'm, I, obviously I can do it, but how would someone who's listening to this, who doesn't have Periscope be able to watch you do these Periscope videos? Yeah, you know, I think that this is one of Periscope's main limitations at this point because it is still primarily a mobile app. So I would say if you want to watch, you need to download the app and it's just called Periscope. Um, You can get it for iPhone or for Android. Um, You've got to download the app and then you can search for the people you want to follow. And um, one thing that I I think this is true for everybody, but there might be some exceptions. I'm not sure. But because it's so closely tied to Twitter, people on there, their their screen name is the same as their Twitter name. Mm-hmm. So my screen, my Twitter name is at Monica Leonel and on Periscope, I'm also at Monica Leonel. So what you want to do is you want to go follow those people and then you'll get a notification on your phone for when they're going live. Um, and then the the only other way is that, you know, if you're uh, if the person you want to follow, if they tweet out the link, that's that sort of thing, you can watch their Twitter stream. But unfortunately, there's no page. So it's not like I can say, OK, go to Periscope dot com slash Monica Leonel right. and you'll see like every you know, you'll see you can follow me or anything like that. So as far as I know, there is no way to do that right now. Now, with my I'm an Android user. So when yeah. I get up in the morning. I, and I certainly, I don't do this first thing in the morning, but when I'm bored, I look at the phone and I go, oh, so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so did videos last night because I see that. I see that I missed these videos. So there is some sort of a notification process that stays with you. It's not just a live thing. You can tap on it and also watch the recording of the live presentation from the night before. Yeah. So yeah. That, that makes it easier because there are so few people doing these right now. I, I bet I, I bet maybe, and I, I'm following like 5,000 people. I think maybe I see oh. 10 a day. Wow. And I don't mean I'm following 5,000 on Periscope. <laughs> I, like, I mean on, on Twitter. And, <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, and yeah. I'm only seeing like 10 videos a day. So for someone like you who is a live life on the edge kind of a person, <laughs> um, you really stand out. 
Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I think that that's true for any type of video. Anybody who's willing to do um, audio, which I, I know you're already familiar with, like if you are willing to do a podcast, for example, you can really stand out. Um, from mm-hmm. someone who would just do like a blog. And the same is true with video. If you're willing to do YouTube or Periscope, then you can get your name out there and you can get your content out there because not a lot of people are willing to do it. And they're, you know, it, it's, it can be more technical. Um, it can also just be more frightening. Like a lot of people right. are afraid of public speaking of any mm-hmm. sort. So, you know, if you're willing to go out and do it, then you can get you can get that audience. And I definitely think if you want to do Periscope, now's the time to build that audience because, you know, it's just starting out. It's it's only been around for maybe six months total and people are still just starting to hear about it. Yes. And it's it's one of those things that so many people are resistant to. It's it's like it yeah. reminds me of the early days of Twitter when people yeah, would say, too. That's ridiculous. No one's ever yeah. gonna do that. And all of a sudden everyone in the world is using Twitter. Uh, but the people who got in early have these enormous followings, and uh, you know there is there is some benefit to doing that if you're able to put yourself out there in that right. way. And some of the people listening today will be willing to do that. And yeah, absolutely, it, it's it's well worth trying. And the worst that can happen is you've got a funny looking video of you sitting out there for 24 <laughs> hours, and then it goes away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you can also delete them. So um, you can delete it earlier. So if you don't want to have it on replay, then just go ahead and delete it, you know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I would say like the first time I did a Periscope, I don't I think there was maybe one or two people watching. Mm-hmm. So you're not I mean, if you're just going to practice, you're not really going to fall, you know, flat on your face in front of on this huge stage by any means. Like there's there's very few people watching when you start out and then you get better at it. Yeah, it, so. it's not unlike writing that first blog post when no one knows who you are and right. who cares if there's a typo in it because no one's going to see it anyway. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but you get better and more and more people read. And in this case, more and more people begin to watch you. You begin to develop another channel where people can learn about your work. So I think this is interesting for authors and it's exciting for me to see people like you out there experimenting with this. And it'll be fun to see what you do with it. Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely have to check back in with you to let you know how it's going. But um, so far, I think, I mean, it's definitely doing a lot to help me re-engage uh, my current audience. So that's that's my main focus right now. I will have links to your Pros on Fire website as well as your Twitter account so that people can follow you on Twitter. And then if they do choose to download Periscope, uh, hopefully that will transfer over and they'll get that little bleep sound when uh, <laughs> when you go on live. And it'll be fun for people to see you. Thank you so much for coming on with yeah. such short notice. We put this all together <laughs> over the course of a few hours today. And uh, it, was, it was fun. Thanks. Yeah, thank you.